Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Hey math fans, Jason Marshall, Math Dude here with your weekly dose of quick and dirty tips to make math easier. At the end of the last episode on probability, we imagined that a friend challenged you to an extremely simple game of chance. The goal of the game was for you to guess whether each toss of a coin would come up heads or tails. Since you knew that the probability of the coin landing heads and tails is the same, you decided to guess heads every time. But then, after heads came up four times in a row, you started to question your plan. After all, the coin was due to come up tails at that point, right? So, did you decide to switch to tails, or did you stick with heads? And, most importantly, did the decision you made actually matter? Or were your chances of winning the same either way? Stay tuned, because these questions and more are exactly what we'll be talking about today. As we learned last time, probabilities are decimal numbers between 0 and 1 that tell you how likely it is that something will happen. A probability of 0 means there's literally no chance of it happening, and a probability of 1 means that it's certain to happen. For example, since a coin you toss in the air is equally likely to land heads or tails, the probability of either outcome is 1 half. And believe it or not, that's all you need to know to decide whether or not you should switch your guess in your friend's game. So, what should you do? The short answer is that it really doesn't matter what you decide to do, because the probability of the next toss coming up heads, or tails, is always one half. Which means that even after four consecutive heads, you still have a 50-50 chance of guessing right, no matter what choice you make. After all, how can the coin know that it's supposed to come up tails this time just because it's landed heads 4, 40, 400, or however many times in a row? Obviously, it can't because it doesn't know anything at all about its amazing streak. Nevertheless, it's easy to let yourself believe that it can because it really does feel like the coin is due. And that feeling has cost a lot of people a lot of money. Which is precisely why this little puzzle is sometimes known as the gambler's fallacy. Don't be caught in its trap. Here's something kind of counterintuitive. Although it seems unusual to have a coin come up heads ten times in a row, that outcome is really no more unusual than any other outcome. In other words, tossing something like heads then tails then heads then tails for ten flips, or any other sequence for that matter, is just as unlikely as ten heads in a row. So why then do we perceive 10 straight heads to be especially unusual? Because it doesn't look random like most other possible outcomes. And that non-random appearance preconditions us to think of it as an unusual result before we ever start flipping coins. 
Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today the key thing to realize with all of this is that each toss of a coin is what's called an independent event which as i alluded to earlier means that each toss has no memory of the previous one and therefore cannot influence future tosses how do we know that is it possible that coins have some mechanism for remembering the past and making decisions about the future perhaps those heads of former presidents on coins contain tiny brains that do the thinking Sadly, we know they don't. The beauty of math and science is that we don't just have to guess about the answer to a question like this. We can actually test it out by looking to see if there's any connection between the outcome of one coin toss and the next. If you actually do that kind of test, you'll find that there is no connection, which proves that each coin toss is indeed a mathematically independent event. Once we accept this about coin tosses, we can start to calculate the probabilities of all sorts of things. For example, let's think about all the possible results we can get when we toss a coin twice. Namely, both tosses could be heads, both tosses could be tails, toss 1 could be heads and toss 2 could be tails, and finally the opposite, toss 1 could be tails and toss 2 could be heads. So there are a total of 4 possible outcomes. If we assume that each toss is independent of the others, so that any one of these four outcomes is just as likely as the others, we can conclude that the probability of tossing two heads is one fourth, since there is one outcome, heads than heads, that gives two heads out of the four total possibilities. The probability of tossing two tails is also one fourth, again, since there is one outcome, tails than tails, that gives two tails out of the four total possibilities. And the probability of tossing one head and one tail in either order is one fourth plus one fourth, or one half, which we get by adding together both probabilities of one fourth from heads than tails and tails than heads. While it's not too tough to keep all of this straight in your head when there are only two coins, things start getting more difficult when the number of coins increases. One way to keep yourself from going crazy is to draw what's called a probability tree. To get us ready to deal with those more complicated situations, let's learn to sketch a probability tree for our two coin scenario. To start, draw a nice big dot on a sheet of paper. That dot is the starting point from which we're going to branch out and show all the possible results of flipping a coin twice. In our case, we start by flipping the coin to get either heads or tails. To represent these two possibilities, let's draw two arrows extending to the right of our dot. Label the tip of the top arrow heads and write the probability of it happening, that's one half, along the arrow. Then do the same for the bottom arrow representing the outcome of tails. If you're having trouble imagining what this should look like, head over to the web article version of this episode at mathdude.quickanddirtytips.com and take a look at the example. Okay, we're now ready to flip the coin a second time. What can happen this time? Well, for either outcome of the first flip, we can get heads or tails. 
We show this in our probability tree by drawing a pair of arrows for heads and tails extending from the tip of the top arrow of the first toss, and another pair of heads and tails arrows extending from the tip of the bottom arrow of the first toss. Once you label these new arrows with the outcomes they represent and their probabilities, you're done. So what can we do with this probability tree? Well, unfortunately, we're all out of time for today, which means that the answer to this question will have to wait until next week. But in the meantime, take a look at the drawing you made and think about how you can use it to calculate the types of probabilities we talked about earlier. Then be sure to check out next week's show for all the details. Want to test your math smarts? Then check out the new PEMDAS quiz I've posted on the MathDude website. After you've taken the quiz, share it with your Facebook friends and challenge them to try to beat your score. You can find a link to the quiz at the bottom of the web article version of this MathDude episode. That's episode 120 at mathdude.quickanddirtytips.com. Remember to become a fan of the MathDude on Facebook, where you'll find lots of great math tips posted every day. That's at facebook.com/slash/themathdude. Please follow me on Twitter too at twitter.com/slash/jasonmarshall. And be sure to check out the articles I've been posting on Scientific American at scientificamerican.com. Finally, don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Guide to Algebra, available wherever you like to buy books, and perfect for back to school. Until next time, this is Jason Marshall with The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Tips to Make Math Easier. Thanks for listening, math fans. 